All right, so we got two big-time games coming up on Sunday. Lakers got a game against the Golden State Warriors. So they're going to start a six-game road trip, but a lot of the attention right now is on the NFL. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, San Francisco 49ers at noon on Sunday. I kind of like that that's the first game. I don't know. Yeah, I know that's the... That's it, the, it's the premier game. It's probably the the more closely matched game, but I know people are like, it's not going to be dark. We're not going to get that effect of it. It's going to get dark by the end of that game. So yeah, it's I got no set complaints. The, set the table for sure. I got no complaints. Okay, yeah. you have... I thought some of the information, you could break it down to some of our listeners, some really interesting stats coming yeah. into the game. Uh, yeah, there's these are some bonkers stats here, and it's not just like stat padding. I know we all don't like it's numbers, but these are some bonkers stats. Do you want to hear the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes ones, or do you want to hear the Ravens ones first? This is your call, AK. Let's start Ravens. All right, Ravens. Okay, so this is the first time that Baltimore has hosted a conference championship game since the Colts franchise hosted it in 1970 at the AFC Championship game. Hmm. So the Ravens have gone to the Super Bowl twice, won twice, uh, in the past 25 years, but they did not host the AFC Championship game on the other day. So this is the first time that Baltimore will have the AFC Championship game since then. And then also, the highest win percentage of a starting quarterback with a minimum of 50 starts. All right, so we have, and I'm going to do since 1970, which is the Super Bowl era. Okay. All right, so we have Patrick Mahomes with .771. Never heard of him. <laughs> and he has a 74-22 and 22 record. Tom Brady, Overrated. after that, is at .754, and he has 251-82. and 82. And then third on the list is Lamar Jackson with .753. With a 58 and 19 record, which is incredible to say that Lamar Jackson has this record without ever going to the Super Bowl. Like, he is very, very good in the regular season. Yeah. And we need him to uh, punch a ticket to the Super Bowl this year. This is, look, this is his moment. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to go back to something because Michael Thompson for years, like, hey, Lamar Jackson, that's my favorite player. That's my favorite player. And then coming into these playoffs, he just basically kept saying, he better not choke, right? That you can have a player that you enjoy watching. You can have a player that's on this list. Look how short this list is. And when you're on a list with Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, um, obviously that's an incredible list to be on. But Patrick Mahomes could not take another snap for the rest of his career, and you're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes being one of the greatest to be in the quarterback position. Tom Brady, I don't even need to get into. Nobody needs to. The Lamar Jackson piece of it, the fact that he's got to get through Patrick Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl, I think is perfect. The fact that he's got the number one defense in the NFL, you heard DeMarco Farr talking about it, and I, I agree with him. I think Baltimore is going to win this game, and anybody that thinks it's the Chiefs, I get why. It's because Patrick Mahomes is on the other side. But this is, AK, this is his moment to, to be considered – to be talked about anything, it's what you do in the playoffs, and he has not had really, obviously, all that much success. So you know, it's funny. Like I, when Emily gave that stat, I I went to Pro Football Reference and looked up some of Lamar Jackson's numbers, and one of the things that jumped out at me, like the idea of you know he still hasn't punched his ticket to the Super Bowl, you know the playoff uh, playoff failures. It's like okay, but it's still a pretty small sample size. He's only been in the league for six years, and then I looked at Mahomes. Mahomes has only been a starting quarterback for six years. They started the same year as starter. Well, right. like he Mah didn't. Lamar didn't start as a starter that year, but regardless. Right. Mah Mahomes has been a starting quarterback in the NFL for six years. Yep. Lamar Jackson has been in the league for six years. And to, to Emily's point, he wasn't a full-time starter that whole time. So if you want to say five years, the amount that Patrick Mahomes has done in that short Bonkers. of a time is 
crazy. It's kind of like though Brady. Yeah. At the beginning of Brady's career. Like there was a lot jammed and, in there and, from the outset. And, and you don't have to be she's going to break down some of these other stats that will support the kind of the bonkers idea of what Mahomes has done this early in his career. There's only one Tom Brady. There's only going to be one Patrick Mahomes, but if Lamar Jackson's going to, um, if he's going to carve a little pie for himself, and these are bad examples, but uh, Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have to be compared to any of these great quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger has his own resume. But Tom Brady got in his way. Tom Brady prevented Ben Roethlisberger from potentially having more Super Bowls. But and the still same thing had, for Mahomes to But Lamar. still had his success, yes. right? Like, And even a guy, again, I know Eli Manning doesn't have an unbelievable career. He's got two Super Bowls that he was able to catch. Lamar is one of those players that's like, this guy is an unbelievable athlete. He's an unbelievable quarterback. Look what this man can do, but you got to go win playoff games. And they haven't faced each other in the playoffs before, so... Uh, Mahomes hasn't literally been in the way of Lamar Jackson getting the Super Bowl, but it's the idea that maybe the Ravens didn't get a more favorable route because the Chiefs have a higher seat, etc. Sure, so sure. let me just plus listen. you got to go through the best, and yeah. for Lamar, this is I, I, I know, love the setup. I, I, I will say too, though, like for Lamar Jackson, you have to go through the best, but at the same time, Mahomes has to go through a really formidable team on the road mm-hmm. with a receiving core that everybody has spent the entire year saying, do any of them know how to catch the ball? Which is why this is Tom Brady-like, because Tom Brady's teams have not always been these juggernauts that everyone seems like. Mm. They, he has had fantastic uh, receivers. He's made them like, all better. Like, he's had Tyreek Hill, uh, mm-hmm. Mahomes, and also then uh, Brady's had Randy Moss. Like, there's, they've both had amazing Hall of Fame receivers, but they've also made receivers better by being But I don't think Brady, though, ever had a core of receivers. Like, it's one thing to do it with guys that are considered fine, but not outstanding. Mahomes this year is working with receivers that everyone's like, they are holding him back. Mm. And even his number one target, Travis Kelsey, isn't Travis Kelsey of years past. Right, Mm -hmm. like... this this game is considered in a lot of ways more of a referendum or a statement on Lamar Jackson, and I get it. But if the Chiefs end up winning this thing, and under the circumstances, right, like yeah. and offensively, they, they and, really and, and going this up game, against the number one yeah, defense, like I think people may sleep on what it just in a vacuum meets means for Mahomes. Like it's yeah. a pretty big statement. Well, can I, that, can, can you can I never, tell you? You can never stop him. That he's inevitable, and he will always be good. Because no matter, even if his team sucks, mm-hmm. he is great. But this is this is where you know it's so easy to take it for granted because we're just going to say, oh well, because it's Mahomes. But sometimes you're not even looking into the details of yeah, but look who Mahomes is doing it with, or the lack of well, wide you know receivers what, though, in previous years. In a weird way, it's both taking him for granted. And stating the greatness, like at the same time, oh, it's Mahomes. Like yeah. I don't need to give it any more thought than that. I'm taking it for granted in sure. part because I know how great point. He is. We're already betting with or against him the same way we did it with Brady. It's like I'm not betting against Tom Brady until Tom Brady proves that he can't do it anymore, and, look, the, and he the, never proved that he couldn't do it anymore. The Ravens, I think, are the better team in yes. this matchup. Like if if you played this playoff matchup. Ten times, I think yes. the Ravens would win more. six of them. Yeah, at or least six. Even if mm-hmm. you switched out Mahomes with even a really good quarterback like a Josh Allen or a Joe Burrow, I would still t- I would take the Ravens over him. But it's because Mahomes is so far and above the rest of them. That's why we talk about him like this. I'm gonna list just a few quick stats about this to kind of put this into perspective. Yep. So Mahomes has um, been an underdog in his career eleven times. 
No, 12 times. That's kind of shocking. So he is 8-3 in his career when it happens, okay? So that, uh, it's 11 times. So he's 8-3 in, in his career, okay? And he's an underdog this coming Sunday. So Mahomes is 13-3 in his playoff career. And that includes uh, a Super Bowl loss, okay? So he is 13-3 in his playoff career. His 14, If he gets to 14 wins, he would join this group of people. He would join Peyton Manning, John Elway, and Terry Bradshaw. For the third most by a certain quarterback since 1960. And obviously, there's Tom Brady with 35, so he's a lot way to go there. And then Joe Montana with 16. But he would join the ranks of Manning, Elway, Bradshaw. That's insane. I just want to know 11 times that Mahomes was the underdog. Like, it doesn't feel like there's probably been against Brady. Times. It's probably occasionally, like, oh, last week against um, the Bills, he was an underdog. Um, but yeah, they're a four-point underdog. And by the way, that's a, good, that's a good point, too, because he also hadn't played a road playoff game. Right, so coming into yeah. some of that. So yeah, that's, like that's I, I want to know eleven times where Patrick Mahomes was yeah, the underdog. That's, that's odd. It it must be some sort of when they're a close team and they're on the road somewhere. But I feel like most of those times probably were against Tom Brady, um, which is it's just it's I mean, just crazy. Only, okay, you said in the playoffs. This is uh, Mahomes has improved to eight and three in his in his career, including playoffs as an underdog. Okay, so it's his overall career. Overall. Okay, okay. Yes. yeah, yeah, that not makes sense. playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, not I playoffs. thought it was just. Yeah. I'm like, that's what I was saying too. I'm like, wait a minute. Now, how, how is no, he? No, I'm looking at this. He's played 16 playoff games. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no way he's been the underdog. So it's always eight an underdog. Three in, okay. in his I moved from because he's season. an underdog. Right. Nobody knows okay, who he is. I get it now. Well, listen. Um, you know those stats. I think just kind of add to the story. But first off, we don't need anything to promote. Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson individually, and the fact that they're both playing up against each other, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good game. Baltimore's going to be rocking. That city is hard to play in. That home field advantage is underrated. Um, It's going to be cold, but it's not going to be as... They're bringing out a bunch of Ravens legends, too, for this game. Mm. And that is going to be a powerful thing in that arena, or that uh, stadium, because it's it's everything that Baltimore wants. They're going all in for this game. It's kind of like what the Lions did with the Rams. It's going to have a powerful thing, and then for Mahomes to be like, yeah, let's... Yeah, I was going to say, and Mahomes is going to be sitting on the other side. Like, are we ready? Are we are we going to play the game, or are we not going to play the game? No, that's uh, that's good stuff, Em. Um, okay, we we've been doing a little bit of it, and I want to continue doing it. Um, Kobe, in memory of Kobe, here, I want to talk a little bit about. We remember Kobe obviously for what he did on the court. You had kind of a cool story about how there were some people athletes post-career where they're you know hey what is it that I want to do you know how do I stay in the sport do I become a broadcaster this that um let's talk a little bit about what Kobe did off the court and uh, certainly that has to do winning that Oscar for winning a short film we'll do all that coming up next plus we'll talk a little bit more about the Lakers their situation trade deadline comes up less than two weeks D'Angelo Russell's been absolutely balling out and Lakers about to go on a six-game road trip stay right here Travis and Sliwa show Andy Kamenitsky in the house 710 ESPN is that Dame? You said it's Dame Lillard? Yeah, Dame, yeah. Oof. That's good. So many uh, so many players, um, I love when they kind of go out of their way. Who was it recently? I think it was Scotty Barnes that was talking about. It was some clip from the Toronto Raptors. Scotty Barnes young. Guy's 19, 20 years old, whatever it is. And he's kind guys just kind of go out of their way to talk about, yep, no, I was Kobe. I, 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 that's my career. My career, I, I, I got into basketball because of Kobe. And you go down the list. I mean, that was Dame rapping. Kobe loved Dame. Mm-hmm. Kobe. I remember when the first time Kobe played the Blazers when Damian Lillard was a rookie. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, he was like, "That's a bad man right there." 
and like you could and you can right and you could tell why he liked Dane. Mm-hmm. There's this the certain the moment is as big as it gets. The doesn't matter. I'll take the ball. I'll take the shot. I'll be the one that's calm, cool, and collective at the end. And that I'm sure to Kobe, he admired players like that that didn't mind the big moment. Oh, yeah. uh, just want to give credit. Debo Neek from Twitter recommended the song. Okay, so she's uh, she hit us up on the Twitter and recommended the song. Okay, so one thing that I, I, I think I, I think I mentioned, um, and we want to play this here real quick. So for Kobe, and and I think you have some interesting stories that we'll get into in just a second, but. Think about Kobe played 20 years in the NBA for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, we know the five-time NBA champion. Yeah, we know 33,000-plus points in his career. Yeah, we know the uh, finals MVP and beat the Boston Celtics and got one up on Shaquille. We know all that. I'm sure for a lot of athletes, especially somebody where that's Kobe Bryant since probably he was a kid, all he cared about was, I'm here to play basketball. I'm, I'm, I'm on this earth to play basketball. And then you start reaching a point where it's like, okay, well, my career is going to end. I'm sure there's a lot of athletes that are asking themselves, well, what do I do after my career? Um, Of course, what Kobe ended up doing, he gets an Oscar for his animated short, Dear Basketball. Let's take a quick listen. Dear Basketball. From the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks. Shooting imaginary game winning shots in a great Western form. I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you. A love so deep, I gave you my all. From my mind and body to my spirit and soul. As a six year old boy, deeply in love with you. I never saw the end of the tunnel. I only saw myself running out of one. And so I ran. I ran up and down every court after every loose ball for you. You asked for my hustle. I gave you my heart. Because it came with so much more. Played through the sweat and the hurt. Not because challenge called me. But because you called me. I did everything for you. Because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as you've made me feel. You gave a six-year-old boy his Laker dream. And I'll always love you for it. But I can't love you obsessively for much longer. This season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding. My mind can handle the grind. But my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. I'm ready to let you go. I want you to know now, so we both can savor every moment we have left together. The good and the bad. We have given each other all that we have. And we both know, no matter what I do next, I'll always be that kid with the rolled up socks, garbage can in the corner, 
five seconds from the clock. Ball in my hands. Five, four, three, two. Says it uh, says it speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I remember when Kobe won the Oscar. Yeah, that was one of the rare times where you could see Kobe just feeling like, okay, I never pictured this. Hmm. Like a moment that was like holy bleep. Because you know, Kobe. It's not like Kobe was not used to being around A-list stars. Like he was typically the guy entertaining A-list stars. Sure. But this was in front row watching them like this was something you could tell that for Kobe, like if you've you can find the clips of these of him waiting for his Oscar to get engraved and stuff like it was surreal. And Kobe could not even try to hide how surreal it was, but also too like with Dear Basketball seeking Mm -hmm. out John Williams, like the John Williams to do the score. Glenn Keane, who did Disney animation for like decades the animation like Kobe the storytelling that he used to always talk about even like in the last years of playing but much less after he retired what he wanted to go into he took it really seriously it was something he was really passionate about but also because Kobe was genuinely intellectually curious like he was one of the most intellectually curious athletes and even people I've ever been around like he was somebody that really loved to learn And Kobe was a really smart guy, but he was smart enough to realize what he didn't know. And he would seek out that sort of information and insight and tips from people who knew better. Years ago, when when Brian and I used to have our ESPN podcast, we would Mm -hmm. often do non-sports interviews with just people that we wanted to talk to. And we would leverage the ESPN platform to get them on. And we did an interview with this director named David Gelb. And he did this really great documentary called uh, Hiro Dreams of Sushi. And it's about this guy in Japan, Hiro, who's considered like the greatest sushi maker ever. Like, and it's a documentary about him Hmm. and the restaurant that he owns and like his son who was supposed to be taking it over and the pressure that his son felt. Interesting. And this guy, David Gelb, told us this story that unsolicited out of nowhere, he gets a cold call from Kobe because this was around the time when Kobe was like making, I think it was like around the time he's like planning muse and just thinking about storytelling in general. Hmm. And he wanted to know a, about this guy hero, just because Kobe could relate to that sort of obsession and meticulousness and things like that, but wanted to talk with him about like storytelling. How do you go about doing this? And like he said, like when, I don't know if his assistant or someone was like a Kobe, Bryant wants to talk to you. He's like, shut up, whatever. And he's like, no, seriously, Kobe is on the phone. Kobe wants to talk to you. And like, that was not unusual for Kobe. Like Kobe would talk all the time about cold calling Steven Spielberg or cold calling Oprah Winfrey, like people like that. And I used to always laugh. Get the knowledge to get the- I used to always mm -hmm. laugh because I'm like, look, dude, it's not cold calling when you're Kobe. Like it's not cold calling when you know. Cold calling is yellow pages. Well, no, cold calling is me calling Steven Spielberg. Like that's a cold call. Like the idea that he might not take your call when you're Kobe, everyone will take your call. Mm -hmm. 
But everybody in Kobe's position won't make the call. Like, not everybody in Kobe's position would actually recognize what they don't know and care enough about learning. It's a great observation. It's a good observation. And that's part of why, I mean, there are many, many reasons Mm -hmm. Kobe's death was so tragic and sad, but his act after basketball was already setting up to be so interesting Mm. to watch, and I wanted to see where it was going to go. It's a good perspective, and it's off the court that makes it so interesting because on the court, kind of already know the stories. We know what he was able to do, his impact, but what he was working on off the court. Um, Okay, we got hot and cold coming up next. Uh, I did mention as well, we got some more uh, Lakers stuff that we're going to get into, so uh, stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. Boy, it's the three-point contest. Uh, So Steph Curry was uh, mic'd up uh, for their game on TNT, and who they have yesterday? Sacramento, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So he was talking to one of his teammates Mm -hmm. about uh, who he wants to go up against in a three-point contest. So I'm going to play it for you right now. Yo, do you know who holds the record for the most points in a three-point competition? I think, I think I got to bring her out and be like, we got to settle this once and for all. All right, so Athletic reported this morning that they're going to try to work it out for the All-Star game to have Sabrina and Steph go against each other in a three-point contest. I'm really excited to see that and see uh, you know, who actually comes out supreme because what I love about this, and what I love about NBA players talking about the WNBA, they understand and they appreciate and they celebrate the WNBA because they see things that the women are doing and they're like, they're fantastic, mm-hmm. and they learn from them. And I think that's a great thing to have across both platforms. Now, the, this generation in particular of NBA fans genuinely loves the WNBA. Like, they're not virtue signaling. It's not a camera thing. They just genuinely love it. Yeah, there there was, and you know, we, we've been talking about Kobe here a lot today. Um, one of my favorite shots with Kobe, not me with him, but one of the, my favorite shots is Kobe wearing that WNBA sweater. Right, and it was the logo the of one, the yeah. WNBA. It's like, all right, this, yeah, this guy, you know, obviously cares about how that league does. Obviously, he had his own reasons for. He was a big time champion yeah. of the WNBA. Mm-hmm. And Sabrina Anescu is filthy from three. She is fantastic at it, and so I would really like to see the two of them. Well, let's let's look at this this way. I think the NBA All Star Game and All Star Weekend has its problems. Michael Thompson was sitting here right now. Yesterday, we're doing the pregame show, and the starters came out. And the moment I I mentioned to Michael, Michael, the NBA All-Star starters are out, I could have put my headphone down, left for 10 minutes, and came back, and he would have been sitting there telling me what's wrong with the NBA All-Star game (laughs) and and the weekend in general. This, with Steph Curry and this idea and the concept and that clip that you just played, I'm going to watch that. Like that, there's an entertainment thing that comes with it as well. She's an unbelievable shooter, so mm-hmm. she's going to go up against the greatest shooter of all time in the NBA. Um, we need more stuff like this. If the slam dunk contest, and I'm just using that as an example, if there are ways to make that thing more more exciting, by by the way, having the best dunkers and the most popular players in the NBA participating yeah. in it, 
I don't need to get into the actual all-star game, but you and I, they're not, they don't care. They're not competing for anything. So any things like this, I think are good for that all-star weekend. It would be Battle of the Sexes for this generation. Obviously, a much more kinder view of Battle well, of the Sexes. I, I, but you know, I was just thinking that. Like, I would love to see this matchup. Hmm. And I want to make it clear. I'm not saying that I think this is what would happen. I mean, yeah. to some degree, shooting, shooting. Yeah. I would hate to see Steph really beat her convincingly. Yeah. Because it doesn't mean anything in terms of how great a shooter she is. Because she's but, amazing. But I know what the reaction is going to be, and it will just be red meat for the people who want it to be that reaction. Yeah, red meat for the people who do not think that women should play professional sports or, or the WNBA. Or just unimpressed yeah. by what they Exactly. Do. There's plenty of those out there, and uh, yeah, yeah, we don't want to give them anything else. Steph Curry would also, if it played out like that, would beat anybody in the world, yeah, so mean, that's look, why. I'm, but I'm, I'm, not but say, yeah. I'm not even saying I'm necessarily rooting for Sabrina to win. Like, if it's tight, yeah. it's I tight. I don't, <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, look, it would be great. <laughs> That'd be the coolest story, yeah. Look, it would be great if she did. I'm just saying, like, I don't have a strong rooting interest one way sure, or the other. Sure, sure, I just want it to be close and competitive. Because otherwise, right. it could get really ugly with the reaction. All right, so now it's time for Who's Cold, and my Who's Cold today is Don Staley. So Don Staley's uh, University of South Carolina women's basketball team, number one ranked in the country, went up against uh, LSU yesterday. LSU is a number nine ranked team in the country, and these are the two. If you guys don't follow women's bas- college basketball that closely, but these are the two like premier coaches. Pro- oh, okay. So um, Kim Mulkey is the high. I believe she's the highest paid uh, college women's college basketball coach, or maybe women's college sports coach regardless Kim Mulkey is a personality Hmm. capital P whether you love her or you hate her she's a big personality and she also has uh, great outfits and very sparkly outfits and but she lets everyone know how she feels Don Staley on the other hand is also fantastic also a huge personality and an incredibly winning head coach so um yes uh USC beat LSU uh 76 to 70 and it was in LSU, and Don Staley was asked after the game how she dealt with this kind of like raucous crowd, and this is her response. Obviously, a crazy crowd. I know they weren't very friendly to you, but I just wondered what has it been like to watch women's sports? They actually, they were. They were calling me boo. <laughs> <laughs> well then. <laughs> All right, so it might be a little bit of a corny answer, but it's a great answer, I think. It's it's a good way to deflate that you know conversation. But um, yeah, I love it. I love Don's response, even though it's it's corny. It's cute. No, I'm with you. It, it, it's corny, but I like it. I mean, like for her to kind of find her own little. No, they weren't booing me. They were just calmly boo. Like I, it, you're right. It's the two ways to describe it. A little bit of corny, but also cute. Um, she turned something that was. Whether it was going to be a negative because of the adversary, she turned it into something funny, and that's the best way to defuse it. Well, I mean, I don't know how ugly the booing got. Like, if it went beyond just sports booing, because I, I wasn't there, I didn't, I didn't see a lot of the clips of it. But if it's just sports booing, that's also her saying, like, yeah, it's cool, it's mm-hmm. fun. Like, you can fans boo. boo, right? It's cool to boo, me. and it's a compliment. Yeah. I mean, typically, especially when you're out on the road. If another fan base is booing you, they're paying attention to you. You must be good at whatever the hell you do for them to pay that much attention to you. I mean, look, we were talking about Kobe before. Kobe used to love getting booed sure. on the road. Sure. He relished it. All right, Hot and Cold. Um, Who's Hot, Who's Cold is presented by the official Next Gen, the official AC Heat and Plumbing Company of SoCal sports fans. You guys know the number. Call 833-3NEXTGEN. 
or visit nextgenairandplumbing.com. We appreciate their partnership here. Um, okay, I mentioned it. Lakers got uh, kind of a interesting time for the Lake Show. We know, AK, that the trade deadline is February 8th. We know that a lot of Laker fans out there have their opinion of what they think of this roster. We know that D'Angelo Russell has at least made you think twice about what to do with his future on this uh, on this team. And I don't know how much of these next, let's call it, they got, I think, they got 10 games before, no, they got six games before the trade deadline, okay? 10 games before the All-Star break. I don't know how much things can change between now and then. Uh, if I told you these six games, Lakers are going on the road, they're 6-15 and 15 now on the road. If I said, hey, AK, predict what do you think the Lakers are going to go on these six games? I would say they're probably going to go 3-3. Three and three. They'll go 3-3 three and three because that's what they are. They're a 500 team. They'll probably beat a team we don't expect them to beat, and then they'll lose against a team that we expect them to handle business against. And the only reason why I set it up that way is it's a critical stage for them. A lot of decisions need to be made in a short amount of time, and it's not like the Lakers are are sitting in this great spot in the standings. I'm looking at the schedule right now, by the way. Yeah. And February 8th, trade deadline day. Yeah. The Lakers also host Denver. Yep. That night. Yep. Kobe so, statue day that night too. There's a lot, a lot going on. Lot going, lot going on, on for the Lakers that day. We don't know what that team's going to look like. You're going to have the emotion of Kobe's statue. Of course. You have the emotion And oh, of, by the way, the Denver Nuggets I was in say, town. You have mm-hmm. the emotion of the team that I think the Lakers did play competitively, but they were nonetheless swept out in the Western Conference Finals. And game one of the season, Denver clearly looked like the better team. Since yeah. then, Denver mm-hmm. has clearly looked like the better team. But I also don't know what the Lakers are going to look like in this game. A lot going on. Yeah, as far as the roster goes. Um, what do you think? I mean, if, if you're making a prediction here, how how much do you think the Lakers change between now and then? And we've talked a little bit about, you've heard so many different names. Um, read a couple of articles recently. Dave McMenamin was a part of this where you saw names like Dennis Schroeder, Andre Drummond, Bruce Brown's name you hear getting thrown around. Um, DeJounte Murray, of course. I think the Zach Levine chatter is pretty much done and over uh, because of what that contract looks like. But He can't even stay healthy. He can't He's stay healthy. We'll, we'll put him to the side. But it's not like there's one or two names that are being you know thrown out there. What, what, how do you think the Lakers front office approaches these next couple of weeks? It depends. I think it depends a lot on are some of these potential targets guys that they want for this team long term. Like we talked about, Dejounte Murray. Mm-hmm. He's got a long term extension that kicks in next year, which is a, a would be a benefit to the Lakers, yeah. right? You get him, and you know you got him for four years. He's and locked it, up for four and years, and it's a pretty reasonable deal mm-hmm. for a guy who's like. All-star adjacent. I agree. It's a pretty reasonable deal. If you like DeJounte Murray as a long-term fit, then okay. That could justify whatever, you know, D'Angelo Russell and at least a pick as a sweetener. Yep. DeJounte Murray is worth one pick. Like, if you like him, he's worth that. If you're thinking about it as a long-term play, I think it makes sense. If you're thinking about it as a way to try to save this season, I don't know how much of an upgrade, how much juice you get swapping out D'Lo for Murray, even if you think he's better than D'Lo. I don't know if Murray's that much better. Like, this is not a, 
you're swapping out Kwame Brown for Pau Gasol. Sure, sure, sure. And also, too, the, worth the, the West is not running through you if you make that move. Well, and also, too, it's worth remembering that team had been in first place when Andrew Bynum got hurt. Like, there's a lot of, I think, sort of cloudy revisionist history. It's like where the Lakers were just sort of stumbling about, then they bring in Pau Gasol, and all of a sudden they're great. It's like, no. Like, Andrew Bynum had a breakthrough year. Lamar Odom looked great as the yep. third option. Bench mob was coming through. Cole D. Fish, yep. Yeah, they were in first place when Bynum hurt his knee. So it's like that team had been showing much more of what they were capable of. I remember Kobe, actually, I think interviewed by Ireland, still with KCAL, was asked, you know, like, do you think you have enough with this team pre-POW? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I think this is a team that can make a run. This team right now has not demonstrated that. So it, I think it depends a lot on what are what are the Lakers looking to do with this? Like if you trade out, I don't know, Rui for Bruce Brown because those mm -hmm. contracts roughly match. I don't know how much better that actually makes you. Ideally, you would look to add Bruce Brown or DeJounte Murray to this. Yeah. But I don't, know, I don't uh, think the Lakers I was going to say, that. unfortunately, I don't think they're in a position to no, do that. So let, 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 can I play out a scenario with you? Sure. Let's say D'Angelo Russell is a Laker past February 8th. Let's say they have pretty much the same roster that they have. If I didn't have these stats, if you were, if you didn't watch Lakers basketball for three weeks, and I told you, "Hey, which player did this?" and I threw out a player that had twenty nine points, twenty seven points, thirty four points, twenty points, twenty nine, thirty nine, and then a nineteen in there, and I said, "Which Laker is that?" You, there's you only have two options. You're yeah. saying, "Okay, hey, Anthony Davis is." clearly playing some good ball or Braun is taking more of that offensive load and, and he's just on a nice heater. But what if I said it was D'Angelo Russell? And the reason why I set it up that way is because I like the way you set up the short term versus the long term. And if you want DeJounte Murray because you want Murray for a few years, cool. I get it. I understand it. Maybe, by the way, there is that upgrade. Maybe in the playoffs he takes his game to another level. We don't know. We don't have really look, if nothing that else, answer. If nothing else, I think Murray, there's less of a chance that he could get played off the floor defensively mm -hmm. than like D'Lo. Like I, Murray has not been great defensively in Atlanta, and I think the consensus on him defensively is really mixed. Yeah. But he is, if nothing else, he's a better defender than D'Angelo Russell. He's frankly a better defender than Austin Reeves. Let, let, let's pretend D'Lo stays. H has what he's done these last three weeks kind of changed the way you've looked at D'Angelo Russell? I did not know that D'Lo had – I know D'Lo's been inconsistent. I know that's part of his rap. These are big-time numbers. These are not your third-best player type of numbers, and he's you know obviously on a heater right now. They don't necessarily change how I feel about D'Lo in the sense that these are not, I don't think – sustainable numbers mm -hmm. like I don't think D'Lo is going to write out the rest of the season with the Lakers or whoever and nobody's expecting this right. from I him mean, yep. these are these are like MVP level numbers I don't think D'Lo is going to keep playing at an MVP level but the idea that he can go on really really ferocious heaters no he's been like this his whole career like the highs can be really high yep the lows can be really infuriating <laughs> All right, big uh, road trip coming up for the Lakers. It starts tomorrow in Golden State. We got the dump coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeper Show, 710 ESPN. All right, so the uh, all-star starters came out yesterday. I know. When we get five on the East, five on the West. Steph Curry, not an all-star starter. I, I got to be honest, it didn't surprise me as much. Did it surprise you? No. 
Okay. Um, only, I know that he would get fan voting and, and a good percentage there. Yeah. But if you look at who beat him out, Luka Doncic, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, they should be the starters. Luka was going to get in. The question was, is Shea from a popularity contest this, that the Oklahoma City Thunder have – they're half a game behind the Timberwolves for the best record in the Western Conference. I'm very, very happy Shea got in. I mean, I'm not paying that close attention in the All-Star game, but I want him to get his flowers. He's my favorite young player in the league. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love Shea. I-, I like that You know, Tyrese got in as well, yeah. obviously, as a starter. Only case that I would make, Michael and I were talking a little bit about this, Dame got in as a starter. And I'm not telling you Dame is not a starter in the Eastern Conference, but there was a little bit of the Bucks getting two players. What if you had Jalen Brunson represented? What if you just had another team that's represented? The Knicks are having a you know fair enough season. Um, but Tyrese Maxey could have made a case. Tyrese Maxey. Okay, here's what's funny. Yeah, the Bucks are having a season mm-hmm. where they have two All Star starters and they just fired their coach. I know. That's kind of crazy. And they're one of the best records in the NBA. Yeah. A couple games behind the Boston yeah. Celtics. Yeah, that whole story. What did, what did you make? What, was that kind of like a, a shock factor? The problem with Giannis after was the, oh, I was so surprised. You know, he was at my wedding. I'm like, Giannis, don't don't say that. Don't say anything. Don't give them anything. Nobody's going to believe you on that story. I mean, it's, it's not shocking in the sense that there had been rumblings yeah. that things were not right there, that Terry Stotts quit. Mm-hmm. before the season began and you know he was somebody that was brought in I think very much to be a bridge with Dame that was like a whoa okay that's kind of strange it is shocking though to see a first year coach yep first time with the organization winning at like a 70% clip get fired like I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that before gets clipped um okay a couple birthdays today Wayne Gretzky turns 63 years old if um, if Travis was sitting here, he would be able to tell just kind of some of the stories. We we did a thing when Shohei, it was before actually Shohei signed with the Dodgers. It was, hey, can you think of the biggest sports moments in L.A. history? Because if Shohei comes, that's going to be one of them. Gretzky obviously came up. Shaq signing is another example. Just kind of thinking of these iconic moments where a player decided to join an L.A. team. Uh, Gretzky obviously on that top of that deal. list. That was um, a big okay, deal. this one's a random one, but I, I think it's kind of a funny story. So Vince Carter, his birthday today turns 47 years old. I was in Portland for, it was a Lakers-Blazers game, but I was there also uh, with my girlfriend at the time, and we are at, uh, I had somebody that I knew worked at Nike and got me into the Nike store, like kind of the famous Nike store where it's unbelievable discounts and you got to kind of know somebody, know somebody to, to go shop there. So I'm there, just kind of going with my cart like I would. It's literally, think of you're at Big Five or you're at you know Costco with no food, any of that stuff. I'm just going down with my cart. And I just look to my left and there's Vince Carter with his cart. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, why is Vince Carter shopping here as if... You know, and, and okay, a couple minutes later, there's C.J. McCollum. But what is happening here? You guys, <laughs> you guys don't have somebody at Nike that's just getting you all the gear. Like they're literally shopping there as you if they what, were though, at the grocery store. If you're a sneakerhead, if you're yeah. somebody who's into that stuff, mm-hmm. it's more fun to do it yourself. 
You don't want someone to do it for you. You don't want someone to run that errand. You want to be the one going through the aisles. It's like, for me, when record stores used to exist or video stores used to exist, yeah. I wouldn't want somebody else to go out and rent my movie or go find an album for me. I want to go through those aisles. I just thought it was so weird. It's like, you know how you have two carts that are passed and you got to kind of move a little bit? Excuse me, Vince, just a second. You know, I'm going by. I'm like, it's freaking Vince Carter. Why is Vince Carter looking at the, uh, hey, do you guys have any more XLs here? No, Vince, you're Vince Carter. You don't need to do any of that stuff. Um, still, by the way, we were talking about what to do over the weekend. Still Vince Carter, that slam dunk. Con- I don't know. I don't know if anybody's. I. That's the only slam dunk contest that okay. I actually remember where I was when I watched that one. I remember it. I was bartending at the now defunct Westwood Brewing Company. Okay. His performance in that was so insane. Okay. Can I, can I tell you something funny? There's not too many. Like, sometimes you'll go on YouTube and you're like, I want to watch this. I've done that 100% with Vince Carter. I've done it, too, that Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine was a good one. Who did Aaron Gordon lose to? The Was it a Miami Heat player? Didn't Dwayne Wade just vote for him because he was a Miami Heat? I've, there's been a couple that have been really good, but the Vince Carter, it's like the, you still hear, I still hear Kenny Smith saying, it's over, and then you see Vince Carter doing this. You see him doing the the pointing up into the sky. It was amazing. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was... That's VC. It was truly iconic. He was amazing in that. Jorge, do you feel any better that Jared Goff in his last five starts versus the San Francisco 49ers, his record is 0-5, 21 QBR, 5.8 yards per attempt. Do you like reading that stat, or does it bother you that that stat is there? Yeah, because because those those five losses are to the Niners. (laughs) (laughs) Let's make it six. Like the Asada, six. <laughs> How many of those were under the Jeff Fisher? Because those don't I count. I think the first one. Just the first. I think it's just okay. the first. I think he got okay. benched for one of them in mm. his opening season. So I think he's only done one 49ers and the Jeff Fisher. Okay. But like also, you know, the, the 49ers have had the Rams number for forever. So yes, a lot of those have. are with the Rams. Like I, Stafford's probably isn't that great again. Yeah, no, at he's not. A Ram Stafford at least has two wins against Four. him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and can you read this one off here? So what is Budweiser exactly doing there? Uh, uh, of so, course. So the – do you know guys – so Budweiser used to have – the Clydesdales, yeah. as they're oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the in the commercials, and so uh, Same how list, they've right? yeah. <laughs> oh yeah how they've been starting to do it nowadays is that these companies will leak teasers for their Super Bowl ads so that you're, you have anticipation for the Super Bowl ad, and so they teased this morning uh, images and video of the Clydesdales. So the Clydesdales are making the triumphant return to the Super Bowl ad for Budweiser. I think it's kind of funny when, especially these iconic brands that have an ad campaign that you remember, that it worked, and they bring it back 10, 15, 20, 25 years later. Most people are going to, like, what is it now? The uh, the caveman is back for the Geico, uh, for Geico Yeah, the baby for E-Trade is back. I, the baby I'll be for honest, E-Trade. If, if Budweiser did not have that campaign, okay. I would not know that Clydesdales existed, like that they were a horse breed. No, no idea. What the heck? They're I, the most beautiful horses. I, I mean, Emily, I'm not saying they're ugly. I'm just Why saying do you I did not, not like the existed. horses. Are you kidding me? What the hell? Travis with the dogs, now you with the horses? I like horses. <laughs> I did not know there was a breed called Clydesdales oh, until I saw gosh. the butt ad. When I was a kid, I could do all the breeds of the horses because my mom's a veterinarian, and she also used to work with horses I'm and cows. I'm working the rodeo. <laughs> like, what and- do you want? <laughs> 
<laughs> Clydesdales are magnificent creatures. Right, okay? I gotta run. They are magnificent. Really, you gotta run? Yeah, he's gotta go. Right yeah. in the middle of everything. Okay, right in the middle of everything. Man. Oh man, he's got to call at one o'clock. Oh, okay. okay, okay, you could have took the call right here. Yeah, no, you could have. Could have chimed in. Oh, super crosstalk. What's up? What's going on, Mace? Hey, Slee. Who are you doing the show with today? Uh, I'm doing it with Momo. Momo. Okay, yeah. Ramona's coming in. Yeah, I was doing it with AK, but you know. He bailed. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. We got Travis kind of just bailing out. Now, what we happened got... with Travis? Is he a little under the weather? He's not under the weather. Oh, okay. Um, Travis is in beautiful Las Vegas. Okay. Michael has a baseball tournament. Oh, nice. Good for him. So whenever, whenever Travis leaves, Michael either has a baseball game or Michael has a baseball game. Those oh, are the only one times. One or the other. It was a the only or times B, he got. And the only binary difference, choice. The only difference is it's either here local or they're flying out or they're driving somewhere. Right, right. So, so now you're sitting in the big boy chair today. Yeah, Do you yeah. feel different? You're sitting in the captain's chair. 100%. You feel different, yeah, right? You, you kind of rule the room, don't well, you? It's a lot more work, too. It is, by it's the way, a lot. It is a lot. A more lot more work. of Emily in your ear than but you're used to. Emily as well. was great today. Emily's always great. Yeah, she was killing it today. No, I, uh, I do find that. And I always joke with Ireland, and Ireland says it would never work. Okay. I would love to be the two one day. Okay, wait, Just, wait. Why, why I'd love to be the B, the two, okay. the reactor, as opposed to the creator. Hypothetically. Yes. Because you're definitely somebody that would try something different. If you guys try it for a day or two. He won't go along with it. He won't go along no, with cause it. No, because it is, I mean... Let's face it. Like you know for a fact now, because you yeah. yesterday Travis was the was the one, one or chair. the A, right? Yep. So he's throwing out the topics. It's harder to be that than it is to be the guy going, Oh, I'll tell you what I think about it. Oh no, hundred percent. I always I always tell Trav this. I'm like, Trav, basically, you've gone on road trips before. Yes. Sitting in the two chair is sitting in the passenger seat. I have the window down. Yep. I'm eating sunflower seeds. Yep. And then, like, Travis will say something. Hey, were you listening to me? And I'm like, no, I wasn't. No. I was out staring into the woods you, on our yeah, camping trip. You still don't know that Susan and Travis have dinner every Friday night. It's the one thing I do know. Yeah. That oh, that's the one. one yeah, he does mention that that's one a lot. The one always thing the I same do restaurant, right? Always the same restaurant. Right. Always the same server. So always the same thing. Oh, uh, should nice. we do it? Is it time? Yeah, it's a full house. All right, let's, let's do, some, do it. Let's do some super crosstalk. All right, Ireland is traveling. Yes. Uh, Lakers got the Warriors tomorrow, so Ramona's going to be filling in. Travis is out as well because yeah. Michael's got a Michael's baseball got a tournament. Baseball game, He's got a baseball yeah. tournament. Yeah. What's your What's your setup for Sunday? Oh, my setup for Sunday? Yeah, like are you? How am I watching this thing? Yeah, I I, I think everybody has. Some people like going to bars. Some people like staying at home. I'm not a big bar guy. I would rather just enjoy the games at home. Me too. Are you? Do you already know what you're ordering? Do you already this? Did you kind of clear out the entire day and say, "Hey, I'm not doing much." Um, Jorge kind of had it right. <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> the games are so good like that. that. That's oh, okay. But here's we're the, going down to San Diego this weekend. Okay, what yeah, part? Yeah, we'll well, uh, La Jolla. That's a pretty good area. Yeah, no, that's not yeah, that's bad. A, that's, that's not a, bad. That's a pretty that's nice pretty area. area. Okay, yeah, so you're, you're staying for the weekend down there? Uh, just that... one night. One okay. night down there. And then, so we're driving back then. Sunday morning, we'll be home in time for the game. Juan's parents live in uh, in La Jolla. First game's at noon, so yes. give yourself that cushion there yeah. to get there by noon. Hopefully that's not crazy traffic on the way. I don't think. I think you'll be fine. It's going down on a Saturday. That's crazy. So actually, by the way, yeah. be prepared for that. Are going you driving down Saturday? Saturday morning. How early? Uh, noon. That's morning to me. Noon. That's not good. No, it's not good. <laughs> Saturday at noon is not good. Am I the only one who is considers morning? noon to be morning? Yeah, that's a little later than I think most Sometimes people I'll consider. Sometimes I'll walk in downstairs. Alex, our security guy, will be Say down good there. Good morning. Morning, Alex. 
It's like oh, Alex no, has probably like, been there since 6 a.m. Time's a flat circle. <laughs> yeah. It's all relative. Like, yeah, so there you it's, go. it all depends on what happens to you. There do you, you go. Do you ever go back? You said that you might be indulging in some things for the game, and mm-hmm. you're like, hey, it makes it more exciting. Yes. Do you ever catch yourself on a play that was not really that big of a deal? Right. Where you're like, oh my gosh, that was so crazy what happened. And then when you're not on mm-hmm. whatever you were on. When I, a pre-gummy. Yeah. And then, you know, the next day you're like, that was literally the most basic stuff. Why did you get excited about that? I find myself looking back on it. Or there's the, let me give you one example. There okay. was a time that, this was years ago, LeBron was playing for the Cavs. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, I was. Sky high. Sky high. Yeah. Sky high nice. is actually the best way to put it. Good. Playing for the Cavs. And he scores, it was like 16 points in a row. Like consecutive, okay. bam, 16 bam, points bam. in a row. Yep. Everybody's going crazy, and the game was on the road, so the opposing team was like, what the hell is going on? But I was also sky high. Right. The next day when I watched it, it was still okay, but it was because it was not something that you really see. A player doesn't just go off for 16 points. Sure. And it was in like a two- or three-minute span where he scored well, see, 16. See, that's impressive. You're saying it was more that, impressive when you're sky high? It was much more impressive, and it was still impressive. Yeah. But then there's a lot of Whoa, times, a lot of times, dude. a lot of times I was like, yeah, that was just a normal bucket the next day. Why did right. I get so excited about yeah, that? Yeah, you know what? I think everything's a little bit more... Elevated, a little special when you're, yeah. I mean, you, you feel like, yeah, but I'll tell you, here's the one thing I'll say about it. Okay, I am much more locked into a game if I've had a gummy, much more because lo- here's the weird look at Brian Cohen's over there, yeah, damn right, facts. <laughs> uh, because Brian's locked in because when you are watching a game and you you haven't had all oh, there's stuff going on over here and uh, you know there are the dogs and there's and so your attention is scattered. I'm not taking the right gummies. you're like locked in. Okay, I'm not focused. taking the right gummies. What are you taking? I'm distracted as heck. I don't know what to take. Uh, like you, my my experiences that I've taken with gummies and I'm not a big gummy guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like you you should recommend to me what I should be taking. Okay. But by the way, they got to be like low dosage. Low baby dosage? Yeah. Yeah. You're not like Ireland? What <laughs> Ireland, the examples Ireland has given, I would, I don't know where I would end up and where I would be if I took what it's Ireland amazing. takes. It's amazing. 30 milligrams to go to sleep. That's insane. Wait. It is insane. That's wait, 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 insane. wait. It's still like now he takes 30 I milligrams? Believe, well, I, he's got something different every night based on whether he golfs or travel. But yeah. How many One time mil- I took 25 by accident and I was dead to the Oh, yeah. Low. No, I was gone. gone. <laughs> I would hallucinate. Yeah. No. I might I might have 30. Well, I might have 15. 15? 15. Uh, which is pretty good. And is kind of get rolling on fifteen. Is the fifteen? Is it a hybrid? Hybrid, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hybrid early, indica late. <laughs> it sounds like a commercial. By the way, I don't think I could do fifteen. It's a lot. We're talking like I'm like a you know, let's call five to ten at the most. I don't think I've ever even taken ten. See, it's no fun to go too far. Okay. So it's no yeah, fun to push it too much because then you're here. just like, ah, yeah. I, I want that. Okay, so Berg was talking about the guy already has it all planned out. What he's what he's going to eat for breakfast, okay. what he's going to eat for dinner. Like really? He's got it all planned out. Okay. I don't plan out like that for the game. How I'm He's feeling, also ordering it in. He's getting him from door yeah, to door. Yeah, he's not oh, moving. He's, ordering. Okay. he's not moving. And the the breakfast one threw me off a little bit that you're even having breakfast ordered in because yeah, I, it's his coffee as well. Like, it's, don't a, you go, it's a noon game. Do you, 
you're planning the breakfast? Well, no, this is just my normal Sunday breakfast. Oh, which is? Which is um, French toast. But he doesn't. Oh. Marie at Sea, down the street from my house on But it's Riverside down the street. And so Colfax. He doesn't go get you can't it. make some French toast? Sure. No. It's bread, I, uh, egg, and a frying pan. Is it? Emily, do <laughs> I, I have you, bread I, in my house? I might not be able to I would make hope French that you have bread in your house, but I would assume that you do not. I have no bread in my house. No bread, no milk, no water. going to the Grubhub? You're still going to the- I So for the most part, I go to I go other places. I go to Trader Joe's. I go to Rouse every once in a while, but on Sundays, mm-hmm. I like their French toast. I want it delivered to me. I don't want to leave move. the house. Once I want to stay up. on my couch, and they send me my coffee that I love so much, mm-hmm. and they put colder it in than it would have been if you would have gone there with yourself. Well, but that's fine. That's but my it, no, only but it's issue. at the it's at the point that I want it at. It is at the heat that it's I want. It's not piping hot. It's not piping hot. It's still really warm, and it's still very good. I'm happy with it. Okay, so that's breakfast. That's breakfast. You know what I don't like? Brunch. I think brunch is totally made up. That brunch is well, a course. made up thing. Well, someone it's, had to make it up. Right. But I I'm, I'm like, okay with you on that. But I I'm never right with you I never go to like to have the mimosa. Oh, I don't either. Like the oh. 11 o'clock in the morning thing, you guys the 11:30 in the morning we, thing. Uh, here's the thing, we might be missing out, but I've never been a brunch guy myself. Oh, like yeah. I, I'm not I'm I'm anti-brunch. Unlimited mimosa. You get a burger or you could get eggs benedict. Yeah. Yeah. Make up your mind. <laughs> no, get no, off no. the fence. No. <laughs> You're at a point that you can have both. You can either have Make the eggs benedict or the or the burger. Pancakes or a tuna sandwich. You can have fried mozzarella or you, you can want- have bacon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> another good one. That's right. And you can choose what you want. You get it Some either people one. love brunch. Brunch is awesome. Oh, every Sunday. I have friends that go to brunch every Sunday. Every Sunday. I'm like, uh, Brunch is yeah, fun. I, I lean on this side. No, I don't think. Yeah, no. I very rarely Do you guys do hate day drinking? Is that what's happening here? I don't like, That's the best part of uh, I'm not. A, I'm not a day drink. drinker. Okay, okay so. well, then you're missing out of fun. Oh, fun are you a day drinker, M? I love a day drinking because you still get your full night's sleep. So you'll come home, it's five or six or whatever, you're you're pleasantly toasted, you put on a movie, maybe have some, you know, other gummies or whatever, and you yep. go to sleep. There it's you perfect. Go. It's perfect Saturday. That was the exact right explanation. I do that on Wednesdays. No, no you guys are wrong. Right Emily is right. <laughs> About day drinking? About day drinking and brunch. Yeah. All of it all of it is the right thing to I, do. The only day drinking I do is if I'm at like a one o'clock first pitch on a Saturday. Yeah, go have a, a couple spot. of beers, something like that. When we go to a Rams game, the mm-hmm. very first thing we do every single Rams game shots, shots, two shots really? each of tequila. <laughs> yes. Two shots each. Two like, shots each. Is it like bang bang or? Is well, they it... no. It's it's all in one. They've got yeah. uh, oh, they're there's double some shots. sort of rule about you have to have a, three ice cubes in each uh, cup at SoFi Stadium. They're what? not allowed to technically give you a shot. So it's like, okay, give me the three smallest ice cubes you've got. I'm just going <laughs> to chug this. Um, and, yeah, you down a couple of shots, and you're good that's to go good for the game. That's a good way to get started. Kind of tequila, is it? Well. Well tequila? Yeah. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> I thought you were going with well. No, like, well, comma. Right, right, behind, right behind me is well. tequila mandala, yeah. and that is... Okay, so I don't know if it's I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to... I say that I don't day drink, mm-hmm. which I don't. Yep. I think the last time I did, Momo in the house here. Look at Momo, Hi, Momo. in the house. What's up, Momo? Hey, Momo. Um, last time I did it was with Burke. What? Oh, Greg and I went to the oh, Raiders-Chargers yeah. game. It was the first game, not this past season, the season before. Right. It was disgusting, our <laughs> game plan. We, we brought was... with us chips and this and whatever yeah. else we brought. Bad. And we then we basically brought... Like, we each had one of these, and it was bourbon. I had bourbon in mine. What did you have in yours? <laughs> I had scotch. Really? <laughs> this is at yeah. 10 a.m. at SoFi, like walking a, you around. You had, like, a thermos? For a Raiders charge. Oh, yes. bourbon, a 
thermos it of was, scotch. It wasn't the, that's a lot. It wasn't our greatest oh. idea. By the time kickoff, I didn't even know what game was on. You <laughs> we could have told me we were watching the Dolphins in the game. Nice. We went up to our yeah. seats and we we're just kind of just sitting there. Alan at one point got up to go get food. Didn't come back for an hour. Yeah, he was just going. Oh, really? Just lost? No, it's just there was there's. The lines were no. A the lines was yeah. gone. Was yeah. gone for so long. But I will say this. I will Where say this. Or did it go? just seem like a long it time? It very well could have been drinking. I might have been kind of falling asleep in the middle of it. Raider fans at SoFi. Yeah. How nice were the Raiders? Amazing, so kind of tame. Oh no, they were amazing. If you walked around, we were all we were wearing Raiders gear. They yeah. were dancing with us, just hailing. Oh, they like, were they inviting were us to food. their tailgates yes. and saying, "Hey, why don't you try well, this?" Well, you were bra. wearing Raiders gear. For that one game, that was a Chargers game. Yeah, yeah. Chargers game. I almost got so into a fight with a Chargers fans. fan. Did you? Yeah, I put my hands on him. <laughs> what? Well, like he was, he was like saying, he's he putting his mad. hands on him like friendly, like friendly. Yeah, just yeah. like, hey, it's all right, man. And like, put oh, my, uh, I was nothing. like, I put my hands on. No, him. No, no, like, I wasn't like happened. throwing hands, and he would, like turned real fast, like don't touch me, oh. and it was and wanted to fight me. I was like, whoa, hey, just being calm. It's okay. Yeah. What's up, Ramona? Hey, Mama. What's going on, guys? You ready for Sunday? What's Sunday? Championship Sunday. Sunday's good. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I thought it was like a something other than no, the just obvious. the NFL. No, the obvious, just the, NFL. the obvious, the okay. obvious. Yes. Yeah, uh, I will probably go over to my 49er friend's house and no. watch. Yes. No. Yes. It's so fun. You're going oh, to the 49 It doesn't mean I'm rooting for them. Brock Purdy's like going to go. melt down and the Lions are going to the Super Bowl. I'm all golf this Lions weekend. Too. I'm, I'm, I'm all golf. I like the Lions too. Go golf. I got Purdy All of America is rooting for the Lions. Yeah, Do us a favor, Jared. Knock Not it out. all of America. Jorge and I. Are you also, I got I got Mythical Money ready on this. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. right. You do. I took the field. You've got the field. Mm. Ireland has the Ravens and the, the Niners. Niners. It has to be that matchup, right? right. Ravens, Niners. No, no, it can't no. be one of the can't two. Be. Isn't it the winner? I thought it was who wins the Super Bowl. No, no, no. no, no. It was one the of matchup. Those, both of those two have to go to the Super Bowl. Oh. He, I, he so said, you need an upset. I need, well, I just need one of them. One please. of them. The Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to win that. I think, we'll see. I, I, I don't know. I never thought the I got Chiefs Baltimore. Were I got Baltimore. I got Baltimore. I think Baltimore and Detroit. Yeah, I think Baltimore and Detroit is what I am rooting for. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback left. He's going to. So I, you're going Niners. I'm going Ravens. Niners. No, I'm going Niners Chiefs. Oh, okay. Niners, Niners Chiefs. Chiefs. It was just. It was like when Tom Brady was in every single year. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady. I never bet against Tom Brady because he's going to probably but, go to the Super Bowl. But Lamar's a baller. He is. And that I think Baltimore it's his time. defense is. The best defense, and the, in the Chiefs NFL. are not really that good this year. People said that they about were not Brady good all, all year, too. and they just keep finding a way to win. But I don't think they're Here, that good. Here's the funny thing: if we come back on Monday, Mahomes. it's like LeBron and in the playoffs. I know. If he's, we come back Monday like, and you're right, we're all going to be like, "Well, why didn't we just go with the obvious that it's supposed to be Patrick?" You don't Bones. bet against Mahomes. What do you guys got today? Nothing. <laughs> You know, I don't know. The I usual, went to the, the usual. I, I mean, went I, to the Lakers Bulls last night. We can yeah, talk about that. Yeah, I think that. we're gonna okay. do. Uh, I I think the D'Lo dilemma is actually fascinating. The D'Lo dilemma. dilemma. Yeah, Did you just make that, like that up? Like D'Lo dilemma. He was playing a little D last My. night. Yes, All right, you. the D'Lo dilemma coming up next. Super Cross Talk <laughs> is brought to you by In and Out Burger. In and Out. That's what a hamburger is all about. It's good branding. <laughs> Mason and Ramona coming up next.